Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks for tuning in. It's Growing in Grace, our weekly podcast found at growingingrace.org. All the past podcasts are archived there, so you can download every single one of them or uh, just a handful, whatever whatever pleases you, whatever you want to do. And uh, connect with us, too, if you would, uh, if you want to. Facebook.com slash GraceRoots, YouTube.com slash GraceRoots, and uh, you can connect on Twitter at GraceRoots. There's a theme there. Uh, well, anyway, we've been talking about sin being taken away by the blood of Jesus. It's one of the uh, very most important themes in the Bible, in the scriptures, <laughs> and yet I think it is one of the things that, at least as I survey the fellowship that I've had with others in my years in the church, it's it's one of these things that people are the least secure in, when it really should be the thing that we're the most secure in, the fact that all of our sin has been taken away, past, present, future, all of our sin was taken away 2,000 years ago by the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And that's that's such good news. It is something that we really need to have established in our hearts. And so I hope that you're listening and, and taking in what we're saying and, and, and taking it to heart and, and looking in the Scriptures yourself to see that it's not just us uh, that, that is saying this. But uh, the writer of Hebrews says so much about this. He was writing, of course, to the Hebrew people, the Jews from 2,000 years ago, who had come out of this system of sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice that really never did anything to take away their sin, but all it did was reminded them of their sins, it says in, in Hebrews 10.3, because it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. But... There was one way. God's will was for sin to be taken away, and he had a very perfect way for that to happen, and that is one of the things we'll be talking about this week. Yeah, we just covered the first few verses of uh, Hebrews 10 last week where we talked about Christ perfected through his sacrifice, perfected those who, who were under the law, those because he's writing to people who, who were of the Jewish persuasion, people who had been under the law. And so the writer of Hebrews is saying, look, those old sacrifices, they were offered over and over again, but they could not make people perfect, or Jesus is the one who would bring perfection. And, and you might be thinking, well, you must mean we're positionally perfect. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know about you, Joel, I, I guess we haven't talked about this in, in great detail before, but I sometimes get this spontaneous reflex of rolling my eyes when I hear the word positional being tossed around kind of loosely as if it's actually something that's clearly communicated in the new covenant. And I get it. We are positioned in a special place in Christ, but don't fall for the religious trap that says you're still just a rotten sinner and that God only sees you as holy and righteous and perfect and forgiven and, and all of that. He doesn't just see you as holy, righteous, and perfect. You really are holy, righteous, and perfect. Do I do everything perfect? No, but I have been perfected. Is my behavior always something that uh, exemplifies righteousness? No, but I have been made righteous. 
It's not my righteousness. It's the righteousness of Christ within. And so it is for every believer. And so you are really perfected. You really are. You really are holy. You really are righteous. I just wanted to point that out before we move on. Yeah, that's and that is good because I think I mentioned last week that it's it's more than just the fact that we're forgiven. I mean, forgiveness is great and, and wonderful, and we needed God to forgive us of our sins, but he has done so much more than that. This forgiveness issue, though, is something that I think, like I said, I don't even think many believers are, are grounded in the fact that all of our sins have been taken away. But anyway, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been, you know, because we're talking about how Christ died. Christ died to sin once and for all. Christ died as the sacrifice for sin, all these things. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, because if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. And we know that Christ didn't die in vain. We received the complete forgiveness of sins and our sins taken away because of the sacrifice of Christ. And not only that, but just to repeat, we died with him and we were raised together with him. That's the life we have here uh, on planet Earth. And for now and eternity, we have this perfection that we talked about last week. It's not by our own works. My own deeds have not perfected me. In and of myself, if you were to look at my deeds on any given day, any given week, any given month, any given year, you're not going to see perfection because it's a reality. And again, it's not just positional. That's I'm glad you brought that up. It's not just, well, he's placed me in this position of perfection, but yet I'm still a sinner. No, I died with Christ. I rose again with him. And that's the life that we have. The perfection is real. It's not just positional. It's our reality. Yeah, some people, especially around the workplace, they're big into titles. And uh, these sound like important titles, but it's more than that. It's, it's a part of who you really are. So we found out it, it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins under that old covenant, under that law that has been removed. That We talked quite a bit about the old covenant and the law being removed uh, during this series, going back several chapters in Hebrews. So Hebrews uh, 10.5, therefore, when he comes into the world, speaking of Christ, he says, and, and this was something uh, taken from the, the Old Testament here, he says, sacrifice and offering you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. So we're talking about a prophecy of Christ here. A body you have prepared for me in whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come in the scroll of the book it is written of me, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. After saying above sacrifices and offerings and, and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you have not desired, nor have you taken pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law, then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first, the first what? The first covenant in order to establish the second covenant. And by this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Joel, I'm, I'm just going to stop right there and let you take over because that was a lot of information. Oh, I thought it was just because you just couldn't contain it. It was so good. <laughs> Gotta let. Well, yeah, okay, let's just have a, a moment of silence and let it sink in. No, <laughs> but yeah, that is good stuff. <laughs> there is so much there. 
And that's, yeah, it's taken from Psalm 40, uh, verses 6 through 8, uh, when he quotes sacrifices and offering you did not desire and, and all this stuff, where he says, Behold, I have, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will. So if you've ever wondered what God's perfect will, you know, we're talking about perfection, and we're talking about God's will. What is God's perfect will for your life? It is that you receive this sacrifice that Christ did 2,000 years ago, because there is no other, well, there is no other offering for sin. There is no other sacrifice of sin. There is no other way for your sin to be taken away. <laughs> it's this one sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's God's will. That is what God willed, and that's what happened. That's what Jesus did. Behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will. Previously saying, sacrifices and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them. See, he's talking about those sacrifices that were offered in the law, those sacrifices of animals. God had no pleasure in them. But Jesus said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. Again, like he said, taking away the old covenant, that he may establish the new covenant. And it's that will, what Jesus did. It's the work of Jesus. I can't ever emphasize this enough. It's not my changed behavior. It's not my good intentions. It's not my good deeds. It's not my turning from sinful behavior to righteous behavior that has taken away sin. It is by that will, what Jesus did, that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. That is such good news. It should lighten our hearts, take the load off, because God desired for that. That was God's will. That's what God desired. And I think he grieves when we don't fully accept what he has done on our behalf. I think it gives him great joy when we realize that all of our sin, everything that we've ever done, everything that we're ever going to do, was taken care of 2,000 years ago through that one offering. Yeah, that will. I mean, I don't want to get off on a rabbit trail here, Joel, but I'm just going to throw it out That's there. That's what we do thought. here. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus was speaking to those Jewish people at that time, he was giving them that prayer. It wasn't for all of mankind, for future generations. He just got done telling them that they were in a hopeless position under the law. And here's how you ought to be praying right now from this point forward, that the will of God would be done. And what was that will? You just went through it here, Joel. I mean, the, the will of, of God was to get rid of the old system and, and have the, the sacrifice of Christ bring in a new covenant, taking away the first and, and establishing the second. That's just uh, some food for thought there. But uh, this this is an incredible thing that we're talking about here. Sacrifices and offerings, sacrifices for sin, you have not desired. That really means you, you did not will for those things. You took no pleasure in them, which were offered according to the law. Isn't that interesting? They were offered according to the law that was given to Israel, the law and the covenant which Israel agreed upon, but God took no pleasure in them. <laughs> It's just, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know where to go with that because we, we, it'll take us off the, off the trail here. I have come to do your will is what Christ has said. And he takes away the first in order to, to establish the second. And we've been sanctified. We've been set apart through this offering. Sometimes the religious business gets a, 
off uh, onto the deep end again and tries to put the spotlight back on us, tries to put us back on center stage on our performance and say, well, okay, well, you're saved, but now you got to work on being sanctified. Even Jesus did that. You and I are going to have nothing to boast in this new covenant. We're not going to have anything to brag about. You can't sanctify yourself. Jesus sanctified himself so that we could be sanctified through his word. That's right. It's all the work of Jesus Christ. If we don't get that, then we're always going to be wondering. We're always going to be worrying. We're always going to be concerned about, have my actions been too much? Have I gone too far? And each person deals with this differently. Some people might have done the worst of the worst of things over and over again, and some people might have stolen a paperclip and, and feel just as bad. Everybody's different in how they feel, but the good thing is that it's not about how we feel. It's not about the amount of sins that we've committed, because all of them, every single one of them, has been taken away by the blood of Jesus Christ. We can rest. We can rest in that. There is a rest for us who are in Christ Jesus, and that's what God wants us to do, to rest in Him. And then you can get up every day, uh, no matter what you've done, and you can have this consciousness of God. Let's call it a God consciousness, realizing that He's not angry with you, but He's for you every single moment of every single day. That's something we can have joy and peace in. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.